0: FS Uncovered, a podcast of m M&M and Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. My name is Krista Marquis, Marketing Assistant with m M&M Service Company. Today I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, and Tanya Crow, Energy Sales and Marketing Director for Growmark. Tanya, if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself, your background, how you started in the Growmark system, and your path to your role today.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me, guys. This has uh, been a lot of fun preparing for. Um, I, I grew up in Morgan County in a small ag community called Murrayville, Illinois, a town of five hundred and fifty people, I think. So um, we lived on my grandpa's farm. So my dad and my grandpa were what I what I deem weekend warriors. They did a lot of farming at night and on the weekends. Uh, while working full time at my grandpa's international truck dealership that was in Jacksonville, so. I've always had experience of, of living on the farm, always just corn and beans. We never had any livestock unless you want to include cats and dogs as livestock. That was about all that we had. So um, I started with F.S. in 1995 straight out of college, um, worked at the plant in Alexander as a marketing assistant or well, marketing administrative assistant, I guess. And so... Um, quickly became the precision farming specialist because, literally, because I was the youngest on the staff and I knew how to operate computers. So, um, 95, 96, that was back when precision farming was just getting started. And um, so, I spent a lot of time in that whole green plan world and, and learning how to run uh, fertilizer recommendations, not only through the computer, but by hand, too, just because that way you could double-check your to make sure that everything was working right. So back in the back in the days of the smaller co-ops, we all wore different hats. So I continued to do the crop billing and the VRT. transition to the energy department um, when we merged with Lincoln Land FS, but still kept that precision farming hat on for several more years. So in 2007, though, that's when um, our energy offerings became so big that I I had transitioned to full-time energy marketing assistant. In uh, 2012. Uh, I became the energy marketing manager after our manager had left and uh, interviewed for that position and held that position through my fourth merger um, there when I started in Morgan County into Prairieland FS, where we had 41 million gallons of fuel and propane, eight full-blown C-stores, and another 8 and in-man stations, and a Dairy Queen. So I even got uh, some experience with a Dairy Queen that uh, did wonderfully under our regime also had experience with an A&W that failed miserably, so I guess people fight for that. Um, in 2019, I started at Growmark as the energy sales and marketing director, which is basically just an extension of my old position at Prairie Land. Only now I get to work with all the members in Central and Southern Illinois. So the sole reason my position exists is to work with the managers, the energy managers on projects, um, and ensuring that they are on a long-term profitable path. For the FS member owners.
0: Sounds like you've gotten a lot of experience all around on your way to your role today. Uh, So, Tanya, can you tell us a little bit about the MPGA
1: and what its impact is on customers? Sure. So, um, I've got experience back, um, I started on the board at the MPGA in 2017 as the Illinois director. And the MPGA stands for National Propane Gas Association. For several years I was involved with the Illinois Propane Gas Association through um, the FS member company. We use them for training. Um, they also uh, they also do a lot of other things besides just training for us. But uh back to the MPGA, they're, they're two year terms, so I'm starting here in my second term. I'm also a member of the Women in Propane Council, that is through the MPGA. And even though it says women in propane, it's more about um, leadership skills, and uh, there's a lot more than just women in the, in mm-hmm. the council. So um, the mission of the MPGA is to advance uh, safety and to increase the use of propane through sound public policy. So we uh, we work to advocate for the industry with our policymakers. We do that at the state level, but then through the MPGA, we, we especially work hard at that national level. Um, some of the things that we've lobbied for in the past include uh, the Crane and Derrick's rule. Uh, that was where they came out with a policy that said that there had to be specific training provided for anyone that operates a crane. Uh, it included like a third-party training certifications. That was 160 hours of classroom training plus additional on-the-job training um and, and this rule was a great rule, but it was made for the for those giant cranes that you see in the big cities that are constructing skyscrapers and bridges bridges and things. But the same rules were being applied to uh, our propane boom trucks that are delivering propane tanks, and if you know how big those are, they're just on the back of a pickup truck and and while there is great need to do them safely. It's not the same kind of training that they would need for these big crane and derricks that, uh, that do skyscrapers and such. But as the policy was being written, we we're going to be included in that. So oh, awesome. um, but the funny thing about that is it didn't include Home Depot-type trucks or Lowe's trucks that would deliver shingles or wood. It didn't include that. But it did include propane. So the MPGA does a lot of watching for those policies that are coming out so that we can get in there and go talk to the legislators and help them understand what is different between us and uh the, the big skyscraper type cranes and what's the same about us and Home Depot truck. So uh and then we we talk about why we should have been excluded from that. So then we've also lobbied for um, apprenticeship programs with truck drivers. You know, if you've heard any kind of news, you know there's a driver shortage out there. So we're working hard to uh, make sure that that apprenticeship program continues um, because the more that we can get uh, people behind the wheel at an earlier age when they out of school, then the chances of them c- continuing on into the truck driving industry is greater that they have to wait until they're 21 and then we've missed out because they've gotten into another another line of work so there's also we also keep up um, on a lot of the environmental things that are happening there's a big line five that you hear about in Michigan and uh, Enbridge owns that and it's, it's the five it's the line that goes underneath the Great Lakes and so there's a lot of environmental worries about what happens with that when there's problems and and so they the governor there is threatened to shut it down several different times and if that happens that, that really plays a lot of havoc with propane supply in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that is strictly a Michigan problem. It becomes all of our problems there. So mm-hmm. we work hard to lobby for that um, and then just be able to understand what's going on so that we can push that down to our members so everybody kind of knows what's in the loop, what's, what's going on. So uh, we also spend a lot of time talking about net zero energy. So you've got AOC and her new Green Deal. Um, They they like to lump propane into the category of one of the dirtier fossil fuels. And we want policymakers to understand that propane is uh, an emission-reducing applications that it it has. So all these things are basically working to bring knowledge and common sense to Washington and the state of Illinois on behalf of those who sell and our end users that use
2: propane. That all sounds like incredible stuff, Tanya. Talk okay. about how Growmark works with MPGA and other other organizations like it. Does it work, work on the legislative side as well?
1: Yep, Yeah. So it definitely works on that legislative side. So through the government relations team at Growmark, um, Chuck Spencer and Liz Hobart, that group, is um, involved in numerous associations to help protect the industries that we're in and the farmers and end users that we serve. So through our own team at GrowMark and through those associations, we track those national issues like uh, tax policies, transportation infrastructure, um, environmental issues, soil health, water quality policies. Um, We track national energy policy and obviously all those farm bills. So... We do that on our own, but we also work through these associations because um, these associations obviously raise a lot of money and, and help spread that message just as well as what we can. So, um, locally in Illinois, we work a lot with um, the same type of policies, but then there's local items that are thrown in that, like internet accessibility in the rural areas. Um, Watershed is huge around here. You know, we, we talk a lot about Lake Springfield and what happens here um, all over Illinois. So, uh, and, and again, pushing for a stable budget. And I do know. It would also be something would be fantastic that we might not be holding our breath for that one. Thank you. You mentioned a, a little bit about clean energy and mm-hmm. and how that's a big uh, debate topic at the moment, and how propane
2: can kind of get uh, roped in with some of our fossil fuels. Tell me what you think the propane industry looks like the next five years and. and what, if anything, has you excited?
1: So, honestly, you know, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to certain things. And uh, the propane Who is something I fell <laughs> in love with because um, it is really a family. i being part of this NPGA and the IPGA, and, and I can literally pick up the phone and, and call a competitor, maybe not a local competitor, but somebody else in another state and just and have a a conversation about how um, something is affecting them in in the world. And so, but what's really fun is that I get to talk with our FS propane specialists and how much they all love their jobs. And they love being a part of the community and being local and knowing their customers and harvest grain drying season is, is their favorite. And they may complain a little bit about the hours, but not one of them would give it up because they get to see and talk to so many of those farmers. So but bringing it back to why I'm excited about the next five years is that whole net energy and things like that new green deal are real and even more real now after the election. So California is halting the sale of uh, gas-powered cars and trucks by 2035. And they say that heavy-duty trucks um, have to be zero emissions, uh, I think like 10 or 15 years after that. So we have to make sure that we – And our team of FS propane specialists are ready to tell our propane story. We have to talk about the fact that renewable propane is out there and it has 42% less carbon intensity than an electronic vehicle. We have to talk about the the fact that propane autogas has 15% less carbon intensity than an uh, electric vehicle. So propane autogas has produced 96% less, fewer emissions than clean diesel school buses. Electrifying everything isn't the answer, and it'll only put more stress on the nation's aging ele- electrical grid. So I'm excited to get the word out to our residential owners that they should feel good about, uh, about propane as their heating source for their home. Um, it's proven better for the environment than other energy sources. When electricity is made, 66% of it is lost before it ever gets to the end user, Mm-hmm. So, propane doesn't get lost once it, once it's made it's stored under pressure It gets put on the truck under pressure it's it put in a tank you don't lose it when you make electricity so all that coal burning that we're doing to make that electricity 66% of it's lost before it ever gets used so uh, you know propane appliances are more efficient they save money uh, so they can use those and save money while they reduce their carbon footprint so all of this going on and we get to tell that story. And and so that's what excites me about the next five years. So even though we have a lot of challenges ahead of us, we get to talk with our, our teams and uh, get them more engaged in this whole fight.
0: Well, it's awesome knowing that there's an organization out there just dedicated to promoting propane and its uses and how environmentally safe and all that good stuff it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tanya, you've been in several roles throughout your career, so what advice would you give to someone new um, or trying to establish a career in, in what you do now or what you've done in the past?
1: Yeah, so that's a harder question. That's mm-hmm. probably the hardest question you've asked all day because, I don't know, I kind of fell into this career. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I got out of college, I went to the college for accounting and uh, computerized business systems back in the day. And, um We're just happy to have a job, and I think what's been fun about the FS Cooperative System is that it's been very, very good to me, and it's full of a bunch of people that want to see others succeed. So I don't think that there's, like, an energy school you can go to, is there? I don't think. (laughs) But um, I I think how Tony and I have probably succeeded in this is that we read a lot. We stay up-to-date on the uh, information that's out there. We ask a lot of questions. Get to know others in the industry and, uh, we're all competitors and things out there, but at the end of the day, we're all dealing with the same problem. So it, that part has been fun, um, getting to know a lot of other people. So I guess I, I very rarely say no to an opportunity. And so if you get a chance to learn something or somebody wants to teach you something, you always take that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's probably more of a general life, life lesson than it is how to get in this career field because, like I say, I just kind of fell into that. Maybe some econ classes would have helped me out in the past. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't know, Krista, should I, should I have taken some, probably some econ classes would have been good. I should have focused on them. Oh well. Uh,
0: That was definitely one class I did not like in uh, school.
2: (laughs) I like that advice though, not, not saying no. And, and And I think that just says a lot right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does, you know, when I took this job I it wasn't it was on my radar and honestly I would have liked another three or four years of the position that I was at just to continue to learn some more there. But you just never know when those opportunities are gonna pop up again. And so sometimes you have to pick that toe out there and hope it doesn't get cut off and keep on moving forward, right?
2: Tanya, we we appreciate your time this morning. We do have one. You mentioned that the last question was probably the the most difficult. I think we have a a more difficult question, a more important question uh, to follow up. Uh, We are uh, counting down to to Christmas time here. Uh, Give me your overrated, underrated things about Christmas. Oh, God. (laughs) Overrated.
1: Um. I, I would say, you know, all the big electronics and all the gifts. I, it was it, horrible. that I just feel like any more gifts seem to be overrated. I, I go back to now with my kids. I'm trying to do those four things, you know, something something they need, something they want, something to read, something. I can't remember what the fourth thing is. Just because it just seems like it's a whirlwind of opening gifts and then nothing ever happens with it. So yeah. that's probably my most overrated part of that. Um, underrated? Oh, the food. God, don't you wish you could have, like, ten Christmases that you could just <laughs> eat all the wonderful food? The Christmas cookies, those are, I mean, they're great, but I think they're underrated in our world today. Less presents, more food. How's that? Well,
2: huh? Even coming out, even so close to Thanksgiving, you're still put, like right. saying that we need more food?
1: Yeah, I do. It's great. God.
0: That's the way to my heart. I'm telling you, That's the mood. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Tanya, for joining us today. Yeah. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M M&M M Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast.